Welcome into Devori Darkens Live, episode number 136. And in today's show, we're going to be talking about how to go from self sabotage to mental freedom in your life this year. By now, because I know you've been reading the books, you've got all the information you know already. By now, knowledge is not the answer. You know if you're really going to make progress this year, you're going to need to get in control of your mindset. You're going to need to execute, right? And execution meaning not just physically what you're doing, but executing what you should be doing mentally, executing on those ideas, executing on that knowledge, right? There's no shortage of information out there, but executing and applying the information is where the transformation is located. So mental freedom is absolutely a requirement to live a life that you enjoy, to live a life of success and growth, to live a life of fulfillment. This is exactly what you want. And in today's show, that's exactly what we're going to get into. I'm going to share three ways to accomplish that. What are the three ways to go from self-sabotage to mental freedom? Now, the great part about this it's absolutely in line with step number one of this entire process of growth and success, and that is purpose. You got to have an emotional reason on why you want to change. That's what Neville Goddard tells us in The Power of Awareness. All transformation begins with a burning desire. You must want to be different if you are to change yourself. Now, that sounds very simple, but some people are not there yet. They're not emotionally ready to make a commitment. Um, the burning desire is in there. And one of the ways to get the burning desire is to discover your purpose in life. What is it that you love to do? Because love is a powerful emotion. Love is going to get you up in the morning. You know, love is going to make you take those extra steps, put yourself out there, get uncomfortable, do the hard thing. And so we can help you discover your purpose. All you have to do is go to the link in my bio right now and you can download the Purpose Finder Cheat Sheet. Uh, it's a cheat sheet that will help you discover your life purpose. Now, this week is the opening of my new coaching program. Uh, there is a link in my bio if you want more information on that. But the bottom line is this. One way or another, you're going to need accountability and you're going to need mentorship because you already have all the information. You're just not executing. You're still not making decisions like you know you need to make them and you're not making them quickly. You know that already. You know there's a lot of procrastination. There's a lot of sabotage. And you know you could be doing better. You're better than all that. And the truth to it, the only way you're going to get past that is by allowing someone to work with you and help you do that. And so for people who know they're looking for the accountability and mentorship, you can go to the link in my bio, get more information on the program, and if you have questions, you can absolutely schedule a call. Now, what are the five ways, or three ways really, excuse me, what are the three ways to go from self-sabotage to mental freedom? Well, it starts, and then I'm going to share a story here, but it's always going to start with a commitment, a decision. 
That's where it's always going to start. Because nothing is going to happen unless you make a decision. You commit to do something. You commit to the action, right? That's going to help you do what you said you want to do. So it's always going to start with a decision. And um, this could be very challenging. You know, I remember... Um, and I still go through this today. We all are going to go through it. There are certain areas of our lives where we do exactly what we know we should do. We have no problem. We know we should do this, and then we do it. Right? For some of you that are watching right now, you know you should wake up early in the morning and work out. You do it. You don't hesitate. You just do it. But then there's another area of your life. Let's say relationships. You know you should follow up and pick up the phone and talk to certain people and you're not doing it. You know you should, but you don't do it. You're sabotaging yourself in that area. So everybody has that. Everybody does. doesn't matter if you're rich, you're poor, you're famous, you're not. Everybody is experiencing that scenario. They have an area of their life where they do exactly what they're supposed to do without hesitation, without doubt. They just do it. They execute. And then there are other areas where that's not the case. And depending on the area for you, it might be something that's absolutely terrorizing your life. You know, especially finances. If you're doing that with your finances, you're going to run into a tough time. You know, no one wants to deal with that, but that's what happens. That's what happened to me when I was in my 20s. I just did not make the right decisions when it came to money. I kept sabotaging. Why? Well, I didn't know then. I thought, you know, this is just the way I am and life is hard and there's no way I can change it. And when I try to get information, I don't execute on the information. So I'll buy another book and, and you know, never really get around to reading the books. You know, so you, you get this information, you keep thinking you're going to do it yourself. And then what happens? You're back where you were. You know, that was me. And even sometimes when, you know, bad things happen, it still isn't enough. You keep sabotaging regardless. Well, it wasn't until I reached out for help and I started to learn exactly why I was doing that. Why does a person sabotage? They're sabotaging because they have a paradigm. What is a paradigm? Well, a paradigm is a group of habits or beliefs that are located in your subconscious mind and they're controlling what you're doing. So for example, if I go back to the scenario where you wake up early, early in the morning, you have no problem going to the gym and working out in that particular area of your life. You have positive beliefs. You have positive habits. You're automatically going to work out. You don't even have to think about it. But in the area of your life, let's say finances, you're struggling is because you have bad money beliefs and you have bad money habits. The, the that's what's causing you to sabotage because you're programmed. You didn't get the beliefs. They didn't fall out of the sky. They, they came from your parents and your upbringing. And the reason why we may feel like, man, why am I just learning this for the first time? Or why am I just doing something about this for the first time? Well, because this wasn't a conversation when you were a child. This is not what they're teaching in elementary, middle, high school, even in college. They're not really teaching that. 
so you know you you grow up you do what you're told you go to college you get a job you know you you try to work hard and become successful and you start to realize wait a minute this something's not adding up here yeah what's not adding up is no one taught you how to think that it was missing just like nobody taught you about money nobody really talked about health those are the three things that most Americans are ignorant when it comes to mindset, money, and health. They just don't know. I know that to be true because I can't be the only person. Nobody taught me about health. Nobody taught me about money. And no one taught me about mindset. But they taught me about the presidents of the United States. You know, they taught me what happened in what year. They taught me about geometry. But what does that got to do with my life today? Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. So if you're like me, you just reach a point in your life, you start scratching your head. You're like, well, wait a minute. Why are things, why do I, I this area of my life, I'm great. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm successful. But then in this area of my life, I'm just, I just can't get it together. It's because you're programmed. You're programmed not to do those things. You're programmed to have bad money beliefs. You're programmed to have bad money habits. You, you, that's the way it works. You have to understand your mind is a computer system. That's what it is. A computer system runs off automation and code. Well, you didn't create the code. You didn't create the operating system. You didn't create the automation. Your parents th did that. And they give they gave you everything that they could give you. So there's no sense in looking at them and trying to blame them for, for something they couldn't even give you. Right? So you got to take the responsibility to change it on your own. And that's what I did. I started to realize, well, even though I didn't have a father, uh, even though my mother never taught me about money or mindset, uh, even though I didn't have anybody else in my life to teach me anything about life, really, it's still no excuse. I got to take responsibility for my own decision making, my own actions. I'm the problem. And one of the best pieces of advice I ever received uh, was, or that I ever heard, was that you are the only problem and solution you will ever have. It's your decision making. It's your habits. It's your belief system. It's the way you see things. That's the problem. And at the same time, that is the solution. So when I changed my perception from Oh, there's no way I can change. I'll always be this way too. I can change. Not only can I change, I will change. And I've changed. And I am not the same person that I was even a year ago. I'm constantly changing. Because I'm constantly making the commitment to get rid of the sabotage. I'm making the commitment to grow. And uh, once you start to do that, you'll see how you can start closing the gap between what you know you should be doing and what you're actually doing. Again, there's an area of your life where you're doing great. You're making the decisions. You're making it happen. Then there's another area where that's not the case. That's not the, the uh, case. So again, it happens because there's a paradigm in control. 
It's inside your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind controls everything that you do. That's why everything that you're doing is not because you really chose to do it. You're doing it because you're programmed to do it. The religion you practice, the food that you eat, the clothes that you wear, the people you hang around, how you speak, how you talk, how you see the world, that has been programmed. You didn't go in somewhere and say, okay, um, I'd like to have this religion for my life, put that on the menu. Uh, I'd like to have this amount of money, put that on the menu. Um, I want my friends to to be like this, you know, put that on the menu. No, it didn't happen that way. You you weren't able to shop for this. It was it was already passed down to you. So it's on you to change it. But that's really the uh, problem here. And so we're going to get into the three ways to deal with that. What are the three ways to go from self-sabotage to mental freedom? Because that's what's going to happen. When you start overcoming the self-sabotage, you're going to start experiencing more mental freedom. Now, what exactly is mental freedom? It's really the freedom to think what you want to think so you can do what you want to do. That's really what it is. It's the freedom to say, I'm going to think about this regardless of what other people are saying, regardless of what has happened up, whatever has happened up to this point. I'm going to think about gratitude. I'm going to think about what I want to do. I'm going to think about how I can do it. I'm not going to be thinking about why I can't. Having the freedom to do that, having the freedom to say, you know what, even though that person just said something to me that was very disrespectful, I have the self-control to look past that and not allow them to control me. That's mental freedom. The mental freedom that when you do make a mistake and you fall short and you don't do what you're supposed to do, you pick yourself up and you keep going. You don't tear yourself down, right? That's the mental freedom that I'm talking about. The mental freedom that allows you to become the person you know that you are, the person you desire to be. Well, in order to do things in a way that you want to do them, you'll have to acquire the ability to think the way you want to think. You know, this is uh, from Wallace D. Waddles in The Science of Getting Rich. You, you got to think for yourself. It's one of the principles in our coaching program. You got to learn how to think for yourself. So the first step to going from self-sabotage to mental freedom is you got to make a decision to do so in the first place. You may say, well, come on, Devori, what is that? I'm supposed to do something physically. Listen, and I really want you to listen very carefully because I've said it probably 10 times already. The actions are a result of your thinking. So you don't look at your actions first. The very first step towards getting what you want in life is your thinking about it. So you've got to make a committed decision that you're going to do this regardless. you got to make that mental decision. Hey, I don't care where I am right now. I don't care what has happened up until this point. I don't care if I don't know how it's all going to unfold. I'm going to do this regardless. I don't care if it didn't work in the past. Guys, you know how many courses and books and and seminars that I've gone to in regards to everything from personal development to business and entrepreneurship 
and a lot of it didn't work for me, did that, does that give me the justification to stop? No. Not everything's going to work for you. Not every, you know, program out there is a great fit for you. So most of the time it's because you're not ready. So it doesn't matter if it hasn't worked in the past. It can work now. It can work moving forward. Right? We see this in life all the time. People will usually fail the most in the beginning because they don't know what they're doing. That's part of the process of growth. That's why it's very important to have a mentor, by the way. But you got to make a decision. You got to make a commitment. Now, what is a commitment? I find it is very appropriate to give some attention to the words that we're choosing to use and describe what we're talking about. Most of the time, people are using words that they don't understand. You may know the word commitment. You may have read about the word commitment. You may even have talked about commitment. You may be giving people advice on commitment that still does not mean you understand it and you live that way. It doesn't mean that you're a product of the word commitment. That's one of the that's another piece of advice I received when I started out as a coach. You got to become a product of the product. So you're out there giving advice, you're reading the same books, but are you living that way? That's what I'm talking about when I say commitment is you know the word does that mean you're actually living that way? All you have to do is look at your behavior, look at your results. Does your behavior show that you understand commitment? That you truly understand the power of commitment and that you are a person who lives in harmony with that concept? Or has your behavior shown you to do what? You start, you stop, you start, you stop, you never follow through, you quit. Now, I have found by doing a lot of research um, and reflecting on my own life and coaching people through purpose, the real reason why most people quit on things besides, uh, you know, not thinking for themselves, they're involved in the wrong things. But in this scenario, you're not going to be involved in the wrong thing because you're making a commitment to yourself. There's a difference between making a commitment to yourself and trying to make a commitment to work somewhere that you're not even passionate about, that you don't even love. You have no interest on working for these people except to get money. Your commitment level is going to be a little low. right? It's like trying to start some side hustle only for the money. Your commitment level is not going to be high. It's going to be low because you don't care. There's no emotional reason. You're, you're making it about, about the money. That's not enough. But when you say, I'm going to commit to myself, I'm going to commit to doing what I love to do, well, now you're thinking differently. Now you feel differently. right? Or I'm going to commit to providing for my family. You know, it's, it's a different emotion. We have to understand this thing called commitment. It means you're going to do it regardless. You got to make a committed decision. You're going to act on doing what you want to do regardless. You don't care how inconvenient it may be. 
I find that it's more it's more inconvenient to not be doing what you're supposed to be doing versus doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like if you don't go after the dream in your mind, your life will be filled with more inconvenience versus the person who's going after the dream in their mind. Why is that? Well, I, I can spend the next couple of hours telling you every reason why, but in a nutshell, let's look at it on a very basic level. One of the rules to the game of life, the rules that God has put together that governs everything that happens to us is called the law of cause and effect. What you put out is what you get back. If you start to follow your dreams, that's a cause. What is the effect? They turn into a reality. The person who fails to go after their dream, that's a cause. What is the effect? The dream never turns into a reality. So it doesn't matter who you are and what you're doing. The bottom line out of the gate, you're going to have to make a commitment because that's a cause. When you make a committed decision to do something, that is a cause. The effect is a reaction from that or a reaction from the universe that's going to do what? Well, you're going to start getting ideas. You're going to start attracting opportunities. You're going to start attracting people into your life that's going to help you move in the right direction. But you got to make a commitment. You're going to attract the ideas to not only take this concept today, but actually do something about it. Because this information is great. It's amazing. It's powerful. But what we're talking about doesn't mean anything if you don't act on it. The commitment is that accountability piece to make sure that you act on this today. So it's always going to start with a commitment, a committed decision. You're going to do this regardless. And yes, we have to spend time talking about that. Why? Because nobody taught us this in school. So yes, you've heard the word decision. You've heard the word commitment. That doesn't mean you live that way. And I don't have to be the one to tell you. You can tell yourself by just evaluating your behavior and the results you're getting. That will tell you if you understand committed decisions. All you have to do is just look in reverse and you'll see it. And again, you don't look at it to beat yourself up. You're just looking at it to know, okay, this is what I'm going to do differently moving forward. I'm going to start learning about making committed decisions. And I'm going to start living that way. And if you start living that way, you'll start getting what you want in life. Because that is the prerequisite to getting what you want. you got to make a committed decision. Nothing's going to happen until a decision is made. And it definitely won't show up if you don't stay persistent. So that's where you got to be committed. What's the second step you got to take? If you're going to go from sabotage to mental freedom, you got to forgive yourself. You're keeping yourself stuck in that particular area of your life because you just won't forgive yourself for the mistakes you made in the past. You got to let go already. It does not matter what has happened. Some of it can be embarrassing. You think about it and you're like, oh my God, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? Or you may be a person where somebody did something to you and you haven't forgiven them. So what happens? You don't do the things you know you should be doing and you blame it on that particular situation. 
Well, instead of blaming the situation, you need to take responsibility for how you're responding. You're still allowing it to control you. That's why forgiveness is so powerful. Forgiveness gives you the ability to make space for the things that you desire in your life. When we are not forgiving, that hate, that anger, that resentment, that guilt, it's taking up space. It's taking up energy inside of us. Think about it. Your outside world is your home, your car, your job, your friends, your family, your relationships, your physical appearance. That's the outside world. You can't change that. The only thing you can change is your inside world. And what happens is, is once the inside world changes, that will change your outside world. Because again, cause and effect. If you change the way you feel inside, the effect is how you encounter things in the, your life experience will be different. It will match it. So you got to focus on changing your inside world. Part of that is forgiveness. If you have a bunch of anger and resentment taking up space, living rent-free, in fact, let's actually take a look at this in another way. Let's use this analogy because I believe this is the best analogy as it pertains to forgiveness. Forgiveness is an asset. Resentment is a liability. Asset means money comes into your pocket. Liability means money leaves your pocket. You want to know why people struggle financially? They, their liabilities exceed their assets. More expenses, less income. Why are people bankrupt with their mental health? They have more liabilities than they do assets. The liability is what? They're living with resentment. They're living with guilt. They won't let go. They keep living in the past. They keep replaying the pain and the and the memories. You know, they just won't stop. They don't, they they're actually they look forward to it. I know this to be true because I used to do this. I used to be so pissed off because I never knew my father. I used to be so angry about that. And I would just have all these thoughts, you know, God's punishing me. Why did I why did my life have to be this way? Why don't I know my father? Is there something wrong with me? You know, I, I used to have all these negative thoughts about myself. And a lot of it was because I just didn't forgive. And once I did forgive, those thoughts stopped dominating my mind and new thoughts started to dominate my mind, like gratitude, abundance and love, things like that. So not knowing my father was a liability to me because I didn't know what I was doing. I turned it into a liability uh, because I wasn't thinking for myself. I didn't know how to forgive. And that's why I said step two here, if you're going to go from self-sabotage to mental freedom, you got to understand forgiveness. You got to learn about it. Again, you've heard forgiveness. More than likely, you've only heard it in church, but you definitely didn't hear it in school and you may not even heard it in your own home. You know, so the bottom line is most people do not know how to forgive. And I also know that to be true because I didn't know myself.
and I have been around thousands of people throughout my life who also didn't know how to forgive because, again, you look at your behavior. You look at your results. It'll tell you if you mentally are dominated by liabilities or you're dominated by assets. Forgiveness is an asset. When you're holding on to things and you're resentful, that's a liability. You're going to bankrupt yourself doing that. I think that's one of the best uh, analogies to explain this. That's why you have to make a commitment, because some of this is a challenge. That's why you got to make a commitment. You're going to do it regardless, because some of it is really going to say, hey, you know what? It hurts, but I'm going to let it go. It wasn't right, but I'm going to let it go. You know, it's, it's not right. My mom, she was a drug addict. She was an alcoholic. Doing drugs and alcohol in her system while she was pregnant. That's not right. It's not right my father took me from the hospital, dropped me off at his baby mama's house, took off and never came back. That's not right. It's not right that my cousin sexually molested me. You know, those things obviously are not right. But that doesn't mean I allow that to control me. That doesn't mean that those things have to be a liability in my life. They don't have to be a liability. They actually are an asset. One of those things taught me how to forgive. If you're going to live a happy life, you got to learn how to let things go. That's forgiveness. You're going to have a successful relationship, whether it's intimately or even in business, you got to let it go. You can't hold on to things like that. And the other thing just taught me about Obviously, what not to do? Not to hang hang around the wrong people. That's what my my mom did. She she was hanging around the wrong people. Not to get involved in hardcore drugs like that. It doesn't lead to anything good. So they taught me some valuable lessons that, you know, you can tell me until you're blue in the face, but it's one thing for someone to tell you what to do, and it's another for you to go through it and realize, oh, yeah, now, now I know what it is. Now I understand. That's why I said number two is you have to learn about forgiveness, and the only way you're going to learn about forgiveness is by applying it into your life, by actually forgiving and letting go. Once you truly go through that, you will start to understand the power of forgiveness. I can tell you, and I can read you the books, and I can recommend to you what books you should read. And I can tell you what affirmations to say. And I can tell you what music to listen to. And I can give you all of the strategies. But at the end of the day, it ain't going to mean anything if you don't actually forgive. That's where you are truly going to learn. So, so far, there are two ways that I've gotten into so far on how to overcome self-sabotage. How do you go from sabotaging yourself by not doing the things you know you should be doing to mental freedom that gives you the self-control to do the things you know you should be doing. Number one, you have to make a committed decision. You have to make the commitment that you're going to accomplish this regardless. You don't care how long it takes. You don't care what's required. You're going to do it anyway. Number two is you have to learn about forgiveness. You got to learn 
about the mindset of letting go. When you don't let things go, they become a liability. They leave you bankrupt. When you let things go, now the art of doing that, it becomes an asset. And the return on that is phenomenal because when you get rid of this baggage from your past and you finally let go, you're making space for what you desire to happen in the future. See, you're not ready for what you want until you believe you can acquire it. If you're walking around with resentment and anger, more than likely you don't believe you can acquire the opposite yet. This, is a, this has a lot to do with relationships. Some people, we've had bad relationships. Maybe you were molested like I was. You know, you have a hard time trusting people and things like that, but you're not going to find the partner that you really want to be with for the rest of your life if you're still holding, uh, hanging around or holding on to this resentment. It doesn't make sense. Two can't be there at the same time. And if they are there at the same time, there will be a conflict and usually ends up ends with a breakup, right? So you got to understand that if you're going to go from sabotaging your relationships to having the success you desire, you got to learn forgiveness. You can't go into the next relationship without forgiveness. If you do, it ain't going to end very well. So that's forgiveness. Forgiveness of other people, forgiving yourself, you know, especially if it happened when you were a child, you have to forgive yourself. What, what, what are we going to do? What was, there's no way I could have stopped my cousin. I couldn't have stopped my, my parents. What? Why would I blame myself for that? That makes no sense. But see, we don't know any better. Nobody's helping us understand this from a young age. And so, like I said, we've got to learn it for the very first time. So we got the committed decision. We've got forgiveness. Now, the third step is you got to start practicing thinking for yourself. You got to start practicing thinking for yourself. Now, what this means is you practice the art of responding and not reacting. Okay. So when something happens and in the past it would trigger you and you'd get all this anxiety and break down and sabotage yourself. Well, the difference now is the situation happens and you respond with faith. You respond with understanding. You don't get emotion involved from a negative point of view, right? You don't get into negative thinking around it. You, you respond with this understanding that if you stay in control of you and you believe that things are going to work out for you, there's no reason for you to worry. See, this is something that I love teaching my clients. You don't need to know the how, and you don't need to know when. What you need to know is what you want and why. And if you're always responding in your life with that mindset, you're not going to be stressed out about, oh, when is it going to happen? And all this. Who cares about that? The only thing that matters is what do you want? And if you focus on that, the how will unfold in front of you. You don't have to know. Now, here's the deal. It's really difficult to think that way when you're trying to control your outer world. I told you, you can't control the outer world. You can't control people. You can't control situations. You can't control the environment. 
You can't control the economy. You can't control your business or your job. You really can't. What you can do is control yourself. And if you can control yourself, then what happens is this energy that you send out will influence your outer world. And that sets up the reaction from the universe that alters your outer world. So like I stated, instead of going from zero to 100 and getting triggered and breaking down mentally, you respond with understanding and you let things go. And then what happens? Well, the situation didn't escalate. It didn't end up with a bad day. It didn't end up with something being said or something being done that you will regret. Right now, you're able to actually live your life. This is what I'm saying, mental freedom. doesn't matter what somebody else says. doesn't matter what they do. It's got nothing to do with your happiness. You are in, are in control of you. That's what the difference is between responding and reacting. Responding, you're operating in your inside world. Reacting is you're living in your outside world. You're on the outside world to, to control you. You're going to lose every time when that happens. So you got to start practicing the habit of responding. Stop thinking you have to be right. Stop thinking you have to voice your opinion. Stop thinking you have to prove something to somebody. Stop thinking you need, you know, to be understood by other people. Stop taking everything so personal. Why do people say and do the things that they do? I told you, we're programmed. Everyone has a paradigm. You have a paradigm. I have a paradigm. They have a paradigm. Everyone has a paradigm. That paradigm is absolutely influencing the way people speak and what they do. Now, for the vast majority of people who are not thinking for themselves, the paradigm is in full control. So when they say or do something that may be offensive to you, you have to understand that's not really them. That's their paradigm talking. That's their subconscious mind. That's that childhood trauma they went through that they haven't addressed yet. That's that limiting belief. That's what's talking and, and taking the action, not really the person. So there's no reason to take it personal. And you know why? Because you do the same thing. There's stuff that you've said. There's stuff that you've done that you know you shouldn't have said it and you know you shouldn't have done it. But why? It's because the paradigm was in control of you. So there's no, there's no need to judge people. People are going to say and do the things that they do because they're programmed to. So when someone does something that may be looked at as offensive or disrespectful, I'm not taking that personal because I know they're acting that way because they're not in control of themselves and they don't know how. If they knew how, they would be in control of themselves. They don't know how. And I know that I was just like them at one point in time. I was saying things. I was doing things that if I was to look back now, I'd be like, what the hell was I saying? What was I doing? So there's no reason to judge. There's no reason to take it personal. You got to respond with this understanding that um, just because it didn't work out or they said or they did this or whatever, that doesn't mean your life's coming to an end. Don't take it personal. Just keep moving on. Keep moving forward. That's what you have to do. <clears throat> you got to move from self-sabotage to mental freedom by moving forward. Well, first, you have to make the commitment, the committed decision that you're going to do it regardless, no matter how inconvenient it will be. 
and most of the time it is absolutely inconvenient in the beginning because why it's not a habit it's not a habit and habits are not easily formed that's why earl nightingale said it best uh becoming successful is actually uncommon most people are not successful so you have to make the committed decision. You're going to do this regardless. And you have to exercise this understanding that no matter how inconvenient, no matter how hard it may seem, it can never be harder than you going back to doing what you've been doing. You continuing to get the same results year in and year out. You being stuck in procrastination. Right? It can't get harder than that. So just delete that out of your mind. Number two is you have to learn forgiveness. You have to learn how to let go. You got to stop holding on, on to things. and Because it's just going to become a liability. And if it becomes a liability, you're going to bankrupt yourself. This applies to everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. We've got people who have millions of dollars and relationship-wise, they're bankrupt. Emotionally, they're bankrupt. They don't love themselves. It's really crazy to hear that, but that's the truth. Some of the obvious ones are musicians and athletes. There's plenty of musicians who hate what they're doing. They're a slave to their music career. They don't have any mental freedom. They do what they're told. Same thing with athletes. Same thing with some celebrity actors. They'll tell you. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be on the corner, homeless, or you could be in some big mansion, have the same problem. Sabotage is controlling your life. And you have zero mental freedom because you're bankrupt because of the liabilities you haven't addressed. And those liabilities show up in anger and resentment, guilt, holding on to things, tearing yourself down, trying to tear other people down. That's liability. Thinking from a place of lack and scarcity, liability. Thinking from a place of abundance, asset. Setting goals, that's an asset right there. Having gratitude in your heart, that's an asset. Right? Being better today than you were yesterday, that, that's, that's assets right there. Because there's always going to be a return on that. You're putting out more. Because you keep putting out more, you're going to start receiving more. So that's what we want to understand about learning forgiveness. It is what it is. You can't change it. You got to accept it. It is what it is. You can't change it. You got to look for the good in it. There's something good about what happened. There's something good that came out of it. It has helped you in some way. And three, you just got to let it go. Just let it go. Let God take care of the rest. And the last step, guys that I talked about was understanding the difference between reacting and responding. You got to think for yourself. You got to truly practice this. 
Now, this is why in the science of getting rich, the very first principle to getting rich in your life, meaning getting what you want, whatever it is that you desire, is you have to think your own truth regardless of the appearances. You got to respond with the truth. Somebody, they're going to say something, they'll do something, but in your mind, you got to respond with the truth. The truth is that person clearly is ignorant. They don't know any better because if they knew better, they wouldn't say that. They wouldn't do that. Their paradigm is in total control. So yeah, is it really worth me getting all upset about when I know I really can't change it? You can't control people. And you're definitely not going to control someone who can't control themselves. You can only control you. You can only control you. That's what it is. And that's how you guys can go from self-sabotage to mental freedom. Now, let's go back to a couple of examples here. The reason why I bring up accountability and mentorship, because... It's so, so crucial. I had, a, I have a client who she had a nine to five. She had this dream in her mind about starting this transportation company. And if she didn't have the accountability, she would have sabotaged herself. She would have talked herself out of it. She would have made excuses on why she couldn't do it. It's not the right time. She would have got into the mode of comparing herself to other people and then walk away realizing she's not worthy of it. You know, all these bullshit excuses that the paradigm is going to try to convince you to not take, a, take action. That's what would happen. And in fact, that's, that's actually what was happening. Um, and so there's a few things that I taught her. Number one is you got to make a committed decision. You got to do this regardless. I don't care how scared you are. You just got to do it. Just, just do it. That's why it's one of the most powerful slogans in the history of our existence. Nike hit it right on the head. Just do it. Just do it. Stop thinking so much and just do it. And, you know, we live in a world where we want all the information before we do. The problem is you're not going to do anything. <laughs> unless you make a decision. And all the information in the world has nothing to do with you making a decision. The only piece of information that matters when making a decision is what? What do you want? That's all that matters. You want mental freedom? That's all you need to know. This is going to help me get mental freedom? Sign me up. That's all that matters. Well, Devor, that's... That's being irresponsible. Irresponsible is you continuing to get more information, analyzing all the data, trying to get all your ducks in a row, and you haven't even made a move. That's irresponsible. That's procrastination. Decision is the opposite of procrastination. You have, if you have a procrastination issue, that's because you don't know how to make a decision. Decision equals action. And I taught her that, hey, you got to make committed decisions. You got to do this business regardless. I don't care what the requirements are. I don't care what the application is. I don't care what, how many other people are doing it. You're going to do it. So she made a committed decision. And then I said, listen, if you have a problem and the paradigm is starting to take control 
and you're starting to feel like you're about to bounce back, you need to pick up the phone and call me. And we've had a few conversations where that was the case. And my job is I talked through it with her and got her going on the right path. And she got what she needed. And now her business is launched and it's successful. You see, that's why I talk about accountability and mentorship so much, because the chances of you trying to do this by yourself, you know, I, I, I'm not naive to, to think that, uh, you know, nobody has ever done it. Of course, there are people who have. Uh, but those are one out of a thousand. I truly believe one out of 1,000 people will probably be able to make their own decision and follow through. I think out of those 1,000 people, 999 of them are not going to do it unless they have someone who's there telling them, hey, here's how to do it. Hey, take this step. Hey, think this way. And holding them accountable to it. So regardless of wherever you are in your journey, you can absolutely experience more mental freedom in all areas of your life. And this is going to be a lifelong journey for you because some areas of your life, you haven't made, you've made zero progress. And to think that you're just going to overnight change it like that, it's going to take some work. But you can do it, especially if you follow these three principles today. Number one, you got to make a committed decision. Number two, you got to learn about forgiveness. And number three, you got to know the difference between reacting and responding. If you can master those concepts right there, the sabotage is going to go out the window and the mental freedom and you doing what you're supposed to be doing, that's what's going to become dominant. And that's, I'm a walking example of that. I have every reason to sabotage myself. Parents were drug addicts, Molested, only child, went to an all-white school, got bullied, ADHD, all this stuff, got to see counselors and therapists, there's something wrong with him, he's got anger problems. Then my adopted mother uh, passed away in high school. You know, I got all these reasons to sit here and, and make excuses and sabotage and be angry and upset, but I'm telling you guys, that's ignorance. That's just a waste of energy. You want to talk about wasting your years? You waste your years when you haven't forgiven. That's a waste. You are going to waste your years when you don't make a committed decision. And I know this because it's what I had to do. I had to make a committed decision that, you know what? Even though all these things happen to me, I'm going to live the life that I want. I don't care what it takes. I don't care how long it takes. I'm just going to move in that direction. And I got to let go. If I'm going to move forward, I got to let go of the past. That's why I said forgiveness is everything. Listen, it's not always that somebody did something to you that is traumatic. It could be that your parents never acknowledged what you did. So you're trying to always go above and beyond for the approval of others. That's sabotaging yourself there too. So it's not always about what you're not doing. It's also about what you are doing that's sabotaging yourself. Right? So maybe you had parents that, you know, 
for whatever reason, they were hardcore and they never acknowledged anything. And you're always seeking that attention. You're seeking that acknowledgement. You got to let that go. You need to forgive them. Let it go. They don't, they didn't know what they were doing. If they knew what they were doing, they wouldn't have done that. You know, a lot of people say, well, people know better. No, they don't. No, they don't. Even if they know better, that doesn't mean they're going to do it. We're programmed environmentally and genetically. So what we're doing today, it's a result of that programming inside the subconscious mind, also known as a paradigm. It's just a multitude of habits, beliefs, ideas, and they're controlling you. You override your paradigm by making a committed decision. You have to override it consciously. You got to override it emotionally. You got to say, come hell or high water, I'm going to freaking do this. I don't care. I don't care about opinions. I don't care about the money. I don't care about the time. I don't care about the mistakes. This will happen. This will come to pass. It's, an, it's, it's, a, it's almost a, a declaration. It's a definite statement, a fact. This is happening. You start thinking like that, you're overriding your paradigm in that moment. You're actually on the verge of reprogramming what's happening in your subconscious mind. You got to make a committed decision. And by letting go, forgiving or forgiveness, you're doing what? You're removing negative ideas out of your subconscious mind through forgiveness. You're removing the limiting beliefs from your subconscious mind through forgiveness. And you're replacing it with positive beliefs. You're replacing it with positive ideas. That's why forgiveness is so powerful. And by practicing the art of reacting and responding, well, again, your way of doing things is the direct result of the way that you think about things. So if you keep reacting because you're thinking about scarcity and lack and fear and anger and resentment and jealousy, what are you going to do? That's what your actions are going to be. But if you're thinking abundance, you're thinking love, you're thinking you know, gratitude, you're thinking about what you want, what will your actions be then? This is truly some powerful stuff. You, you, my friend, you are powerful. You are absolutely probably the most powerful thing in the universe. It's sad that nobody ever tells us this, but it's the truth. And you got to remind yourself of that. The power of your mind is, as a society, we're as ignorant as you can be about it. Because we're just now talking about mindset on a more mainstream level. Now, 2023. And still today, even though it feels like it's more of a normal conversation, still people are really ignorant. They still do not value mindset. They still believe, they buy into the lie that the circumstances in their life is caused by external things. The outside world. It's not caused by their inner world. They don't believe that. And um, 
One day they will, because something's going to happen in their life. And that something is going to cause them to start looking inward. And then they're going to be like, man, I should have been on this years ago. That's what all my clients tell me. They always say, yeah, I, I wish I knew this years ago. I, I wish I understood this years ago. Well, you know what? We don't want to go back. Things have happened the way that they're supposed to happen. We're right where we are supposed to be. Everything that has happened is preparing you to do what you're going to do. So it's all good. But it's only going to get better by following these principles. You got to make a committed decision. You got to forgive and let go. And you got to start responding and stop the reacting. Stop taking it personal. Stop dwelling in the past. You got to move on. You got to move on with your life. You got to move towards your dreams. And you got to let the failures go. You got to let that stuff go. Well, what can we do now about this? Well, I can start answering your guys' questions. Because I know we have some questions. And we'll start on YouTube first before I add on people from TikTok. So Galaxy Big Bird from YouTube has a question. How do I tell the difference between making excuses to not do something I should do and something that I generally don't need or want to do at the moment? Well, the answer is in the question. Is it something you know for a fact you should do? Is it something that's going to help you get what you want? If it is, and you know your intuition is telling you to do it, you should be doing it. But if it's something you obviously know that you don't need to do, then again, the answer is in, in the question. You know the difference because usually the answer is, the answer comes up when you ask the question. Should I do this right now? No? Okay. That's your intuition is usually the first answer. But that, that answer that comes like a few seconds later where it's like, well, what about this? And what about that? I don't know about this. Yeah, that's, that right there is negative thinking. That's not the intuition. That's the paradigm. So if you're having a question, the answer hits you, that's the answer. And I, I empathize because when you don't learn about trusting your intuition as a child, you know, you go through growing pains as an adult. You're trying to learn this for the very first time. So cut yourself some slack. Uh, let's see here. Uh, how do I tell the difference between? Oh, I think you asked the question a few times. Okay, so we'll 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 let that go. Hope hopefully that answered your uh, question there. All right, let's bring on people from TikTok. Question from. Well, I think you have a different username on TikTok, don't you? Oh, okay. So. On TikTok, it's, uh, let's see here. How would you pronounce that? R-O-S-O-R-O-1980. And on YouTube, it's Unique1980. Do you have plans on putting your teachings on CDs? Well, I don't know anybody using CDs, so probably not. Um, but my teachings are on YouTube. People can go back and rewatch this. That's why I love doing the podcast. See, the podcast truly exists because 
I just want to help people. And sometimes the best way I can help somebody is, hey, listen to my podcast. Maybe they're not ready for accountability. They're not ready for mentorship. They're not ready for someone to be there and talk with on a weekly basis. They may not be ready for that. Um, so the next best option is just listen to the podcast. And people can go back and replay it and re-listen to it. So that's the answer to that question. All right, let's bring up TikTok here. There we go. Let's see what people have to say today. Uh, thank you, Jake Phillips, for joining. Love of Earth Co. That's my wife. Uh, Kim, thanks for joining. Appreciate that. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see if there are any questions. Why am I being angry with my boyfriend? Well, why are you angry with him? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Do you believe listening to subliminals? This is from uh, what the hail. Okay, that's funny. Um, do you believe listening to subliminals and meditations while sleeping reprograms your subconscious? I absolutely, I absolutely believe that. I do. Um, I believe it because I served in the military. I know what it's like to be re reprogrammed. I know what it's like to join the military, have a certain belief system, talk a certain way, walk a certain way, listen to certain music, and see the world a certain way. But then when you enter the military, everything changes. You start seeing the world differently. You start talking differently. You start walking differently. You listen to different music. You hang around different people. It's, it's a total shift in your subconscious mind. So, yeah, it apps, anybody can do it. The question is, is, again, are you committed? Because you're not just going to do it once. You're going to be doing it for the rest of your life because once you accomplish one goal, you're going to set another one and then another one and another one. And you're always going to have to upgrade yourself to get there. So you'll be doing it uh, for the rest of your life. Uh, I would absolutely be listening. And what I like to do is listen to my own voice. So there's something there. Uh, the book was called The Science of Getting Rich. I was raised. Okay, so here's another question from Cecilia J244. I was raised in a religious cult. So when I try to manifest, I fear I'm messing with divine plan. I feel if I was meant to be, have something, I would have been born with it. Do you have any advice? I see. Well, what is really the difference between 
Actually, let's back up. What's your understanding of the divine plan? You see, I think it's just the way you're looking at this is the issue. So you are saying that the idea of you seeking to manifest something is disrupting with God's plan. The problem with that thinking is God is the one that put the idea in your head in the first place. He's the one that put the dreams in there, the desires. It's who you are. If, listen, how else are things manifested in this world? How else are we creating things? We create things out of a desire. It's a desire to go build this building. It's a desire to solve this problem. It's a desire to come up with this app. It's a desire to work here. It's a desire to work there. It's a desire to launch this type of business. It's a desire to be better in my relationships. That's all God's work. It's for the advancement and the growth and the expansion. And the, and, and the quality of our lives, that that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be improving the way that we think, how we operate, um, how we express ourselves so we can improve the lives of others. I mean, that's so when we're seeking to manifest something, that's what we're doing. Now, that's the way that I see it. The fact of the matter is, and, and I, I just believe that what happens in society is and maybe this has happened now more than ever, is the use of the English language is not being used properly. I think we, we have a bad habit as a society using words that should not be used to describe the things we're talking about. Let alone understand the words. You know, so there's a lot of people, as an example... They can't tell you the difference between racism, uh, someone being discriminated against, and someone being prejudiced. They can't tell you the difference. They think it's all the same. It's not. It's like trying to say that red, yellow, and blue is the same. No, it's not. They're different colors. There's different meanings. And manifestation is right up there, right up, right up in that conversation. People are using the word. They have no idea what they're talking about. And what has happened is people have, they start to misunderstand the word as a result. Manifesting is all, all that really means is something happens. You at your business today, you could have manifested a thousand bucks. That's how much you earned today. Somebody else, they manifested a job interview today. A pastor manifested the funds that they needed to get back to the homeless. That's all God's doing. We have the desire. There's something that we desire. We see it in our mind. That's God working through and to us. We're physical manifestations. So after explaining all that, I'd like you to, to really think about that and play with it and see how that helps you answer the question. Because whatever it is that you desire, that you have a dream around, um, that's your purpose. That's what you're supposed to be doing. That's God wanting to express himself in this world.
How do you let go of something that keeps coming up? You have to learn about forgiveness. It's hard to let go of something if you don't even understand what letting go means. Sometimes I find myself thinking about how simple life is that it becomes really complicated. It really is simple to just let go. I don't think there's any anything complicated to it. It's a it's a decision. It's based on having the right understanding that when you hold on to something, you're hurting yourself. Just let it go. And the, the answer is usually in the question, how do you let go of something that keeps coming up? You let it go. Why does it keep coming up? Because you haven't let it go. You keep thinking about it. You keep focusing on it. You see, when I finally made a decision to let go, the thoughts about what had happened to me, it, it lost its power over me. And then in time, the thoughts just stopped coming. So I don't think about that stuff anymore. The only time I'm thinking about it, and I'm not really thinking about it, is when I'm just telling stories. Because, you know, telling stories is a great way to teach people. That's the only re reason why I bring up my past. Other than that, I wouldn't bring it up. There's nothing to think about. I'm thinking about what am I doing right now with you, helping you become successful. That's what's on my mind, not what happened to me 20 years ago. Uh, let's see here. How do you, well, first, Devorah is my coach and got to work. Yeah, thank you, Kim. She's made huge growth. She, abs she absolutely has. This is the other thing, Treehouse Fairy 19, is you need to study forgiveness. You know, me telling you to let it go, that ain't enough. You should study this because you need to understand what I'm saying. So I would get the book Psycho-Cybernetics and read chapter 10. Psycho-Cybernetics, chapter 10. That book looks like this. Okay. You can always go to the link in my YouTube description and you can find it there. All right, let's go back to YouTube. We have a question here. I started to really apply your advice on vibration lately. This is Galaxy Big Bird again. But notice my vibration gets dropped to the floor every time I drink my morning protein shake. Does that have something to do with my vibration? That has something to do with your insulin levels. That's what that is. That's why my wife and I, we love that we're vegan and we eat plant-based because I don't have energy issues. I don't ever have crashes. You know, I don't have a sugar overload. That doesn't happen unless I intentionally start consuming a bunch of sugar and all that other stuff. But that just sounds like it's what you're, it sounds like there's probably a lot of sugar in that protein shake. All right, going back to TikTok. Oh. 
moving. I've had to be around my mom in our last combo. I could tell I was responding and she was reacting. Great job, Jennifer. Jennifer is another client of mine. We had a great discussion and um, I'm happy you're taking control over yourself. feel like I cannot converse with her like we don't get anywhere. Exactly. You know, when you argue with a fool, nobody can tell who is who. Right? So it just doesn't make any sense to do so. And she did insult me multiple times, and I'm learning to not take it personal. Exactly. It's her paradigm insulting you, not her. It's her limiting beliefs that are doing that. It's her fears, her insecurities, her doubts. That's why it doesn't make sense to make it personal, because that is a person who clearly doesn't understand yet. I'm definitely convinced that Devori has reached enlightenment status. <laughs> what really is forgiveness? Thank you for the comment. What really is forgiveness? Because it is always popping up. Forgiveness is the idea of letting things go, taking responsibility and letting it go. Forgiveness in one sense is just forgetting intentionally. I am intentionally going to forget this ever happened. Let's see here. Yep, that, that's a good point. So when you're dealing with your mom, I mean, that's a challenge. There's no question about it, especially the people like that. You know, they raised you. It's an emotional conversation. But again, you have the power to be in control of yourself, even when you're dealing with someone like that. You do. But it's easy to think that you don't. I, oh, he really needs to put these teachings on some CDs. I would love to buy them and listen to them daily. <laughs> Just play me on YouTube. You can go back and, and re-watch re this. I know what you mean. Like, I have, you know, you, you, I could see what you're saying, like an audio book or something. But, you know, not only do you get to listen, but you can watch visually. Uh, let's see here. Not worthy of it. Facts. That was the problem. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw your comment. Thank you. Yeah, you got to do versus waiting. Waiting equals procrastinating. All right, let's see here. How do you know if you want, how do you know if what you want is the right decision? You know it's the right decision because you have an emotional reaction to it. That's why. Especially if it's something you've been thinking about doing. Let's see here. Kiki Beak says, is there ever a time when you don't have to constantly override the paradigm? Yeah, that's when the paradigm has shifted. So 
this has happened to all of us. There are certain things we no longer do anymore. We don't even have to think about it. We just don't do it anymore. Our paradigm changed. Right? You know, I could give you a great example. When we're young, we're hanging out with our friends. We're going to parties. Some of us are drinking alcohol. We're doing drugs. And we know we shouldn't be doing it, but we're doing it anyway. And then eventually what happens? Life comes up and smacks us in the face. And we're like, oh, shoot, I got to get my stuff together. I got to stop hanging around these people. I got to stop doing drinking and going to the bar and all this other stuff. And in the beginning, when you th start to think that way, it's it's a challenge. But you got to make a, a committed decision. And it's inconvenient because your friends that, you know, your friends, you know, they're going to be like, oh, well, why are you, you don't want to go to the bar. You don't want to hang out with us anymore and all this other stuff. That's where you got to override it. Because, you know, it's going to tell you, oh, come on, man, just one drink. It's not going to hurt anybody. But the more you stick to your commitment, you reach a point where it's like, yeah, I never think about going to the bar. I never think about drinking alcohol. I don't, I'm not even thinking that way. You've changed your paradigm. So how long will that take? Can't tell you, but I can just tell you that, especially in the beginning, when you make the committed decision, you got to be very, very disciplined. You just got to stay with it. Which is why the follow-up comment there is not until you make it a habit. Exactly. What committed decision did you make when you were first putting this into practice? The committed decision I make was I was going to learn how to love myself. I needed to learn forgiveness. That's the committed decision I made. I made multiple committed decisions. Another one was I'm going to live my purpose in life. I can't tell you year in and year out, there's always opportunities to get distracted and do something else besides what I'm doing right now. There's always an opportunity for that. But I always remind myself, hey, you made a committed decision. And I was telling my wife this the other day, when you're great at something, and you love to do it, if you're not doing that, I don't know what you're doing with your life. That's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. So I know I'm great at this, and I love it. So for me to be like, well, you know, let me go try this on the side, that's ridiculous. I found more success and more happiness doing this because it's what I love to do, and I'm great at it. So I made a committed decision. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, great answers. Yep. You're going to create one and replace the old one, and then another one will pop up. Yep, very true. All right, let's see. All right, where is it at? I just lost my place. How do I enroll into the mentorship program? Yeah, just go to the link in my bio. You can set up a call. Um, and you can also find more information about it. It's the first link in the bio, so just click on that. Uh, that's for, um, I'm not too sure how to pronounce your name, M-O-I-Y-A-R-I-3. Uh, I would definitely just schedule a life audit call. All right, let's see here. Is the 20 person? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. 
How do you know if you've forgiven someone fully or is it everyday commitment as well? Now, let me go back really quick. So, because I see I have multiple questions around this. Yes, the coaching program is open. There are 20 slots. We've already had six people. Uh, just spoke to someone earlier today. So that's another one. That's seven. So if you haven't um, joined yet, I would schedule the call and we'll talk about it. Now, how do you know if you've forgiven someone fully? Because you don't think about it. You've forgotten it. It has no control over you. In the beginning, it's absolutely an everyday commitment, but that commitment ends up turning into something permanent. All right. Obviously, you make the commit commitment every day to apply this concept of forgiveness. Okay. And you know you're doing it the right way because you're not feeling the same way like you did in the beginning. You're feeling differently. That's what happens. And my wife put it to you guys uh, simply there. They no longer trigger you emotionally. Exactly. Uh, people can't even define what a woman is. Uh, let's see. A treehouse fairy 19. Yes, I did. I had a job interview today. Good. Good for you. All right, let's see here. I have a guilt for living in my desire when I can't help others that I love. How do I let go of that? Well, you got to help yourself first. So the best way to help people is to help yourself first. What's the book called and how do you spell it? Psycho Cyber. Okay, perfect. Thank you. She's, she's on it. Appreciate that. Yeah, Sarah AB33, you're right. I love that concept too. It's like it never happened. Because life's going to keep going on and you get to decide what's going to dominate your life. Things from the past or the present and what you want to happen in the future. The choice is yours. Right? All right, let's see here. We got another question here. Oh, I already answered that one. So let me get out of that. All right. So let me tell you what I told you today. <laughs> How do you go from self-sabotage to mental freedom? Well, it's three things. Before we get into the three things, let's first address the mistake. And, and that is, it's just, you know, you're not ready to make a decision. You believe that what's happening is not because of you. It's because of other people. And you're not willing to take responsibility for your decision making, for your reactions. You're not willing to make a decision. And you're not willing to be responsible. So, you know, nothing's going to change, of course. But I have the intuitive idea or thought that that's not you. You absolutely want to go from self-sabotage to mental freedom. And so the first thing you got to do is make a committed decision that you're going to do it regardless. I talked about what commitment really means. Just because you heard of it doesn't mean you live that way. So for the very first time in your life, you may be finally making a committed decision. And you've got to see this through to the end. 
Number two is you got to learn about forgiveness and apply it. Forgiveness, it's the key to freedom. If you can forgive and let go, you can move forward. I talked about that forgiveness, it's an asset. It will make you richer. If you fail to forgive, it turns into a liability. That's going to do what? Bankrupt you. You have to understand that about forgiveness. Holding on to things in the past, that's causing you to go bankrupt. Emotionally, spiritually, physically. It's just some, It's a no-brainer. There shouldn't even be a negotiation. It's just got to be a decision. That's why I said number one is you got to make a committed decision. Number two, you just got to forgive and let it go and forget about it. Number three, you got to know the difference between reacting and responding. You respond with understanding. You react with ignorance. That's what causes reacting, is ignorance, simply not knowing. That's why the things we don't understand, what happens? You get upset. You get frustrated. You have doubts and worries because you don't understand. If you do understand, you wouldn't think that way. That's why when people are trying to ask me, well, how long is it going to take? I tell them that's the wrong question. They don't understand. That's not, that's not the right question. Uh, the question is, what do you want? And are you, and are you prepared to do whatever is required? And if you are, how long it's going to take is irrelevant because it's going to happen. It's understanding when someone says something to you or they do something, it's understanding that allows you to move past that. When you don't understand, you stay stuck in it. You dwell in that. And again, I don't care who you are. This is impacting your ability to earn money. This can impact your ability to live a fulfilling life. This can impact your ability to have a healthy relationship with your spouse, have a healthy relationship with your children, grow your business, excel in your career. If you don't understand how to respond, you're screwed. That means you will become a slave to your environment. That's no way to live. That's not why you're here. So that's what we talked about today. And I know that you are excited to get out there and apply these concepts. So apply it. Apply it and you let me know what happens. I continue to always hear success stories, especially from my clients all the time. But you got to make a decision. Okay? couple more last comments here. Afriware underscore book says, I enjoy your lives. Thank you very much. Absolutely. All righty, guys. Well, we're going to call it a day. Very, very grateful. Again, uh, spots are open for the coaching program. We're only taking on 20. Why is that? Well, listen, my purpose right now is to help people get rid of self-sabotage. Why? So they can live a life of freedom. They can improve the quality of their life. They can achieve the next level of their success. Well, that's only going to happen by working one-on-one -on -one with each other. So 
I'm not going to, I'm not looking to take on hundreds of people. I've got to be very intentional with people I work with one-on-one. We also have group sessions as well, Monday through Friday. There's a lot of repetition. It's very intimate. It's very involved. It's not more information. I'll also, listen, who's this not for? I think that's a great thing as well. Let me just mention this. My type of, the way that I coach and how I mentor people, it's not for you if you're just looking for more information because you won't get nothing out of it. But if you're at the crossroads where you are fed up, you've got all the information already. You know already, but you're not doing, you're not executing. There's no consistency. There's a roller coaster. There's procrastination. There's sabotage. You're tired of all that. You don't want to buy any more books. You don't want to buy any more courses. You don't want any more information. You just want results. Then you should be scheduling a call with me. And maybe I can absolutely help you. And maybe I can't. We'll see. But that's all I got today, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll leave you guys with this. Thank you for listening to the Devore Darkens Live podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to help you master your mindset so you can manifest more money, more freedom, and a better life. Remember, subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow me on Facebook, TikTok, and IG at Devore Darkens. Love you and take care.